Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Governor Greitens lost a round in court, in, his, in connection, that is, with his felony invasion of privacy case. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lippman joins me in studio to bring us up to speed on that Greitens case. Rachel, that story did not stand still this week, did it? I don't think it's going to stand still until this trial is over, which we now know will start on May 14th, which was sort of the big ruling that came out of Judge Rex Burleson's courtroom this week. Um, the, prosec- the defense attorneys, excuse me, the defense attorneys for Governor Greitens had been looking to speed this trial process up even more. They were looking to have it start as soon as April 3rd, saying that it would be important for the special house committee investigating the governor to have a conclusion to the criminal case. The prosecution had originally asked for a fall trial date, September, October, November. They settled on, I guess, kind of a compromise of uh, May 14th as the trial starting date. And Judge Burleson said in court, I am not going to be influenced by what happens west of here in Jefferson City. We've set the date for May 14th. May 14th, it will stand. He has still not ruled on the issue of who will hear the trial, if it will be him, him, uh, if it will be Judge Burleson hearing it as a bench trial or if they will bring in a jury. Yeah, that is a significant a significant part of this story, uh, whether or not the judge is going to make this ruling by himself. Who wants the bench trial? The prosecutor—I'm going to do this every time. I think the you're catching it attorney, for me. I think so. The defense attorneys, <laughs> Governor Greitens' attorneys, have been the one to say that the governor will waive his right to a jury trial. It is a decision of the court. The state doesn't necessarily have the authority to object to the governor waiving his right to a jury trial, but they are saying my client is willing to proceed without a jury. Uh, I think partly they're worried about um, just the flood of information that has been coming in as regards to this case from all of the different sides. There mm-hmm. may be some legitimate concerns about poisoning the jury pool, and if they are looking at potentially sequestering the jury, that alters the jury pool even further in the city of St. Louis. So is there? I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Any sense of advantage to one side or the other, regardless of how this turns out? I mean, you would think that the judge would be more able to kind of stay within the the corners of the law, to not be influenced by things that are improperly put into the courtroom. I mean, once you hear something, even if you object to it and it's sustained and you're not allowed to consider it, it's impossible to not <clears throat> think about what you have heard. I would suspect that the defensive team is betting on the fact that a judge at least understands that they can't use that ruling within uh, or, or can't use that that piece of information within their deliberations. They're counting on them to know the law better than a juror would and to not be swayed by being a political opponent or supporter of the governor or any of the other players involved in this. Yet you hear lawyers whispering over the fact that uh, Burleson was appointed by Governor Nixon. Governor and worked Nixon, for Governor Nixon in the attorney and, general's and, and office. Absolutely sure. did. And, but Governor Nixon, former Governor Nixon, is a member of the law firm that's defending Greitens. I mean, there are there are webs <clears throat> all over the place on this. Um, Governor Greitens or excuse me, Governor Nixon's son is working as an inter- as an intern or in some capacity for the prosecutor's office. Um, Governor uh, Ed Dowd, um, Jack Garvey, a lot of the guys on the governor's defense team are, you know, Democrats, Democratic supporters. So, I mean, this is a legal case in the city of St. Louis with high-powered attorneys on the governor's side. There's going to be, there's not going to be a way in which you keep the tentacles 
out of this. Um, it's And Burleson is respected on both sides of the political spectrum as being someone who's just going to be like, yes, I don't care that you have this entire, you know, millions of dollars of worth of thousands of dollars of worth of attorney firepower in my courtroom. I'm going to rule on this how he sees fit. In the hearings that I've seen him, he is equally as um, stern, strict, inquisitive with both sides of the aisle. He's not really giving them any sort of leeway here. Yeah, he's got an impeccable reputation. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's fair mm-hmm. to say. And there's been some sniping going on this week, but the Greitens team uh, complaining about some of the attitudes and actions of the uh, of the prosecutors. I, this is just going to go on. I mean, this is a as we've discussed on the politically speaking podcast. This is an attempt to influence the court of public opinion on one side or the other. They've taken swipes at Gardner. Um, the Gardner's team has taken swipes at the prosecute at the defense team. It's it's just gonna it's going to happen with a high profile trial, and I think that would lend some credence to the idea that uh, Judge Burleson may see the value of a bench trial, but he could also see the value of citizens having a chance to weigh in as representatives of the state of Missouri. I mean, yeah, you've got pieces flying all over the place in all different directions. Supporters of the governor, detractors of the governor, supporters of Gardner, detractors of of Gardner. It's you know, there is a gag order, or not a gag order, but a protective order on evidence connected to this case. But that's not going to stop them from, you know, throwing bombs at each other in legal motions and attempting to disparage and disqualify the other side. Do we have any specifics on the uh, Greitens team charging that uh, the uh, par- prosecutor not forthcoming in producing evidence, number one, and saying the uh, prosecution misled the grand jury? So the prosecution misleading the grand jury is in a defense motion to dismiss the case, basically saying that they, in in presenting the evidence to this grand jury, ignored that there you have to show some evidence of five things in Missouri law. Missouri law says to have a felony invasion of privacy charge, there has to be a nude or a semi-nude photo of a person taken without his or her permission in an area where he or she has a reasonable expectation of privacy and for the felony that it could have been transmitted via a computer in some way or was transmitted in in a way that it could be viewed on a computer. And what the defense team is arguing is that grand jury transcripts show the uh, prosecutor didn't Uh, understand or didn't tell the grand jury all of the elements of the case, that he said it doesn't matter what he did with the photo, it's irrelevant, when their argument is it's not irrelevant as to what happens with that photo, that it has to be transmitted in some way, shape, or form, and the idea that because she was nude or semi-nude that she had a reasonable expectation of privacy, and that's not the case. They are saying the law says it's in a place where you would have a reasonable expectation of privacy. I don't know much about the allegations that they don't have all of the evidence, quote unquote, but the prosecutors are by law required to turn over what they have, and they say they've turned over what they've got. Whether that's the photo in question, we still don't know. We don't think so. And we don't know if they um, are invest- will get that photo. Neither one of us are lawyers, but uh, it seems to me that the photo is absolutely essential to make the case. I don't know that the photo is absolutely essential to make the case. I think if you have a witness who, and, and we talked about this a little bit on the Politically Speaking podcast as well, I think if you have a witness who said, I saw, I know this was a photo, I saw him take the photo, I saw him use a camera, there is at least a circumstantial case to be made. In this particular case, where the woman says she was blindfolded 
and only saw a flash, you would have to think that the picture certainly helps them make the case because the defense team can simply argue, well, that flash could have been a light bulb. That flash could have been, you know, the governor taking a picture of himself or, you know, something else going on other than a photo of the woman being taken. Strictly speaking, no. You do, I, I don't know that you have to have the photo mm. to make the case, but in, in this particular situation, I think it would be very hard for them to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this photo was taken. Yet there could be a hearsay element involved here, too, if we just have somebody saying, yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, assuming that they have someone who has seen the picture other than— Using that scenario. Right, using the scenario Mm -hmm. where there is a witness who saw the photo somewhere else kind of thing, although— I. I, I don't. I know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to speculation. Well, photo, no question that the photo is a, is an important part of it. It's this, an important, uh, important part, part of it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that every single invasion of privacy case there has to be a physical photo. I think you could see scenarios in which there is evidence of I I saw him and I know it was a camera. In this case, you just have the woman saying I saw a flash, which yeah. you could which. The defense team could and probably will argue could be anything. Okay. Um, the husband. <laughs> the latest wrinkle is he is seeking a, a protection order, as I understand it, uh, I presumably to protecting him from Greitens and company. I, I don't know. Um, this is this is Al Watkins being Al Watkins, mm. I think, continuing to kind of push whatever mm. agenda the ex-husband has, whatever the agenda Al Watkins has involved in this case. Um, it, yeah. I, I don't know what the we know what Al Watkins has said the protective order is for. What mm. the actual agenda is here is you know known by Al Watkins and the ex husband in this case. Little grandstanding maybe uh, going on, huh? You think? Uh, <laughs> Josh Hawley is uh, mm-hmm. entering the picture now, but from a different angle. So the uh, questions not only about the the invasion of privacy and the, and the, that is what he's been the governor has been charged with as the felony. There have been questions since the election over um, the mission continues and how its uh, fundraising list. It's or Greitens Charity. Greitens Charity, yes. Greitens Charity that he ran before he ran for office. Um, the governor has admitted to and paid a fine for using the list that he developed of mission continues donors for political purposes. You're not able to do that unless you also and um Going to get this wrong, but I'm going to try anyway, unless you also offer that list to the other campaigns for fair market value. Um, We don't know the specifics of exactly what the attorney general is looking into more deeply with the mission continues. If he thinks that maybe there are charges to be brought against the, the governor or others on a legal side of things rather than just the Missouri Ethics Commission side of things. But and and uh, the politically speaking team and I have talked about this unless they have evidence that it was the governor himself either ordering a staffer to send him this form the charges may more likely be against the staffer who who did it unless there's some evidence that they were ordered to by the governor himself or the governor knew that it was illegal to do it. Who knows? Um, there's also some speculation that this is just he is aware that not going after 
a governor of his own party will not play well or give fodder to his opponents in the Senate race. So let's keep in mind all of the political lenses to be looking at this through. All that remains now is to wonder what has gone on in this case since we've been talking. It's moving very, very <laughs> Who quickly. Knows? Who knows? Rachel, we'll be back me... in court on Monday. All right, Rachel, thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.